Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means, you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. I realize that the vast majority of people that watch our program are believers, and we rejoice in that because one of our primary purposes is to grow believers, to help them mature in the faith and become better able to serve God, obey God, and bring glory to God. But we also know that now and then, there are non-believers that watch us. We get emails that attest to that, and we are also rejoicing for them, because we want to see them come to faith. And as I begin this, this study, I want to speak to them, those who have not yet accepted the gospel. And what I'd like to share with them is this. When someone is not a believer, they are not a new creation, which means they do not have the Holy Spirit. They are empty spiritually, and that puts them in a very dangerous situation. It makes them vulnerable to the enemy sending unclean spirits and demons into their life because they are empty vessel. And therefore, they can be afflicted. They can see distress and opposition happen to them spiritually. And there's no one to assist them. What does the Bible teach? The Bible teaches that every individual who is born into this world is born into a sinful nature. And what does that mean? It means that we are going to be influenced by that sinful nature. And that sinful nature wants to do something. We see that biblically there is a connection between sin and death. And therefore that sinful nature wants to bring about destruction. He wants to deceive you. So you make unwise choices that you cannot experience the purposes of God in your life, that you live a life that is futile, meaningless, not gratifying, and has an eternal destruction in the future. That's what the enemy wants for you. And your only solution is that gospel message. It is only when you accept that truth concerning Messiah, that he was sent into this world, and of course I'm speaking about Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, who God the Father sent into this world. He laid down his life on Passover, and we see that that death was received by his Father, that pouring out of his life and his blood was seen as redemption, and God certified that by raising him from the dead and receiving him back into heaven where now he is at the right hand of God the Father and he's there to make intercession 
for you and me, for every believer. And how much do we need that intercession? He also says, I will not leave you as orphans. What do you mean by that? He promised and he's fulfilled that. To send his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to everyone who accepts that gospel. So that we're not an empty vessel. That we cannot be possessed by demons and the enemy. But that we are set free. And that freedom and liberty, and we've talked about this before. That freedom and liberty allows us to serve God. And it's only when a person is living according to the purposes of God. Then and only then. Are they going to have a sense of significance, meaning their life is not going to be a life that is lived in vain? We're not going to be frustrated. We're not going to be discouraged. We are going to be overcomers and excited about participating in the purposes of God. That is a new life. It is a life that comes about because through faith in him. And again, I'm speaking about Yeshua. Through faith in him, we become a new creation. The Bible calls that being born again. The Bible speaks of us being regenerated, meaning we become a new creation in Messiah. And all that was in the past is gone away. And those things that are new, those things that are related to the kingdom, they become our new character. And we can live not a frustrating, meaningless life, but a life that is going to be full of joy, contentment. What does the scripture say? That we can know that peace that passes all understanding. Take out your Bible and look with me to the Gospel of Luke and chapter 11. The Gospel of Luke and chapter 11. Now, notice here that Messiah, and we see this frequently in the Gospels, that he speaks about either a demon or, in this case, an unclean spirit. And what does he say? Verse 24, Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24, when he says, Whenever the unclean spirit has gone out from the man, he passes through, and what does he want? A dry place. Now, that is an idiom. That term, a dry place, means a place that from a position of deceit feels right. Now, this is, as I said, an idiom which relates to something that is comfortable, something that in this case, this unclean spirit or this demon sees as the right location. Something that feels good to him. But notice what the scripture says. He seeks that, the scripture says. But what we read is this. He wants that dry place and he's seeking rest. But he does not find and therefore he says, I will return to my house, for there I have gone out. Verse 25. And he comes and he finds this house 
having been swept, the scripture says, and placed in order. Now, how can we understand that? Well, we need to realize there is a lot of counterfeit things in this world. And many times people have problems. And instead of getting to the root of that problem, which is always, hear this, which is always spiritually connected. What do they do? Well, they embrace some false teaching, some false uh, remedy, that false solution. Oftentimes, we, we find that people in and of themselves, through their own actions, through the assistance of perhaps a counselor that does not know the truth, and what happens? Well, they believe that the solution is going to be psychiatry, psychology, something along those lines. And what happens? How do we understand that? Well, that is a temporary solution that in actuality is no solution whatsoever. And what happens? Well, notice what it says here. This unclean spirit says, I will return to my house from there which I have gone out. And he says, he comes and he finds it having been swept and in order. Now, that means that this person, in and of his own strength, has tried to put his life in order. Let me tell you something. It does not work. I want you to hear that. All your effort, all that you can do in order to bring into your life what you think is going to satisfy you, what you think is going to please you, it will not. If you think that you can find the solution for your life without Messiah, without the Holy Spirit coming into you, you have been deceived. And what this spirit does, this unclean spirit that we're reading about, notice what the scripture says. Verse 26. Then he comes and literally... That word for coming is in the passive, meaning he's brought, he's motivated to do this. And what is that? It says, then he is brought and he takes seven other spirits more evil than himself. Did you hear that? Now, why seven? Seven relates to purpose. And what we see is this, these seven unclean spirits that are worse than him. And also the Bible says they're different than him. His, and we'll see this in a moment, because his solution was no solution. It was based upon human logic through some rational approach, through psychology and psychiatrics and whatever. It is not going to bring about a true solution, a true deliverance. It is not going to bring about him being regenerated and made into a new creation. And what happens? Well, notice what the scripture says clearly here. He comes back. He finds it, this unclean spirit, where he was, having been swept and placed in order. Then he is motivated. He is brought and he brings with him seven other spirits more evil than himself. And he enters in. Literally it says, after entering in, he dwells there. 
And notice what it says. End of verse 26. And it comes about that the last. Now hear this. That word for last is in the plural in the original language. So many Bibles simply say his last condition is worse than the first. But when we look at this properly in the scripture, we see something. We see that his former condition, now what he was, is going to be worse. And we need to see it's in the plural. His former condition is now going to be in worse conditions. He is going to be in a terrible situation. Why? Because he felt that he could run his life, order his life, solve the problems of his life without God. And you cannot do that. Now, in the next part of this passage, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to see what truly one should do. Look, if you would, to this next passage, verse 27, where it says, But it came about when he said these things. That a certain woman lifted up a voice from the crowd. And she said to him, Blessed is the womb that bared you, and the breasts which you nursed at. But notice what he said. See, she was saying, Praise God for you. Now that's a good thing to say. But just identifying him as the Messiah, just because he is the solution, you need to understand what a true salvation experience will bring about. Now, again, where are we reading from? We're reading from the Gospel of Luke. And I want you to see what Messiah says. Not someone else, but our Lord and Savior, Messiah. This is how he responded. But, meaning in contrast to that, he said, in contrast to that, blessed are the ones who hear the word of God and is keeping it. Did you hear that? If you want true victory in your life, victory is found as an outcome. Of keeping the word of God. And here's how it works. When you accept the gospel. You become. And we mentioned this. This new creation. You are born again. You have new life. In fact you have an abundant life. That's what the purposes of God. Brings to you. An abundant life. And you are a recipient. Of the Holy Spirit. And what does that Holy Spirit lead you to do? Well we just saw it. Not just to be hearers of the word, that's important, but also to be ones that keep the word of God. What we are learning here is this. When someone is uninterested or violating the word of God, what's the primary cause? This one is being influenced by an unclean spirit or perhaps a demon. As we see, there's a close relationship between unclean spirits and demons in the Bible. But when someone is that new creation through Messiah Yeshua faith in that gospel message, 
that person is going to live differently. He is going to be different. He is now a child of the kingdom of God, and he is going to do kingdom work. He is going to be committed to the purposes of God. And his life is going to now be a life that is given over to doing the instructions of God. That's how the Holy Spirit leads us. And what does Paul say? One of my favorite scriptures in Romans chapter 8 and verse 4 where he says, Those who walk not in the flesh, remember that natural flesh is sinful. So those who walk not in the flesh but in the spirit fulfill the righteousness of the law. And the righteousness of the law manifests God's glory. That is where we find a meaningful life. That is what gives our existence in this world significance. When we are living righteously because the Spirit is moving us, guiding us, not an unclean spirit, not a demonic influence, but the Holy Spirit. And that word holy is related to the purposes of God. So the Holy Spirit brings about a new order in our life so that we fulfill the instructions of God. And look on to verse 29 where we find this. Then the crowds having assembled. So a group of people were listening to him. And a large group of different crowds assembled, and he began to speak. And notice what he said. This generation is evil. Now, why does he say that? It supports what I mentioned earlier. This generation, and the implication is, left to yourself, without truth, without God's revelation, without being born again, without receiving the gospel. What are you going to do? You are going to behave evilly. Now, what does that mean? That word evil in the scripture is simply that which is against the will of God. Learn a biblical principle. You will never just stumble upon God's will. It's only through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that you would be led into God's will for the purpose of fulfilling his purposes in order that you become an instrument that shows honor for God, respect for God. You will obey God and you will be used as an instrument that manifests his glory. So he says here, look again in verse 29. But the crowds, having been assembled, he began to speak and he said, This generation is evil. What does it seek? It is seeking a sign. And a sign will not be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. Now, do you know what was the sign of Jonah the prophet? I do. If you read the book of Jonah, you will know because the scripture says that Jonah, he went down to Yafo. He went down into a boat. He went down into the lower parts of the boat and he went to sleep. But it's not the normal word for sleep. It's a word for going down 
or falling into sleep. And then when he was woken up because of that storm, he said, toss me into the water. And what happened? He went into the water. We could say down into the water. He was swallowed by a great fish. And the scripture says that he was located where? Read the Bible carefully. It says that he was in Sheol. What is Sheol? The place of the dead. In other words, Jonah died. And what happens? He was resurrected. He came out of that great fish. He was vomited on the shore. And he then went and obeyed God. And took that message of repentance. And he went, as we know, to Nineveh. But the sign of Jonah is resurrection. That's what we learn when we properly read the prophecy of Jonah. Notice what it says in verse 30. For just as Jonah came about as a sign to the Ninevites, thus also the Son of Man is to this generation. What is Messiah going to do? What's the sign that he's going to give? One very simple one. He is going to be raised from the dead. And it's the resurrection. Remember what we said. God raised his son from the dead. And that resurrection theologically speaks about God the Father's acceptance of his son's work. That he saw what Messiah did on that cross. On Passover, that day of redemption, he accepted the redeeming work of Messiah. And it's his redeeming work that gives us life. Let's say it more correctly. Gives us new life. Gives us kingdom life. And then notice what else this scripture says. We read in verse 31. The queen of the south. She was raised up, or literally it says she will be raised up at the time of judgment with the people of her generation, and she will condemn them. Now, what's unique about this queen of the south? Well, we're going to be told we don't have to guess. Notice what the scripture says. Middle of verse 31, because she came out from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And what does the scripture say? Well, if we keep reading, the scripture says, and behold, one greater than Solomon is here. So she did something. She investigated. She heard about the wisdom the godly wisdom. Who gave Solomon wisdom? God did. And she heard about that, and she just didn't stay far away. She went to the source. And it was because she saw the wisdom of God that she was changed. And therefore, she is going to be raised up at the time of judgment, and she is going to condemn that generation. Why? Because people are not seeking wisdom. They're not seeking the truth of God. They're not interrupting their life to investigate what this book says, this holy book. 
And therefore, their future is not going to be a good future. Let's look at our last verse, verse 32, where it says, And the men of Nineveh, this means people, the people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation. And what will they do? And they will condemn it. Why? Because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah. And behold, someone greater than Jonah is here. Who is greater than Shlomo, that is Solomon? Who is greater than Jonah, that is Jonah? Messiah, Yeshua. Why? Because Solomon was just a man. Jonah was just a man. Now both were used mightily by God. But they were just human beings. But the one who is speaking is greater than both of them. Why? Well, yes, he's fully man, but he's also fully God. He is the divine son of God. And he came into this world in order to give us new life, victory over sin. And how can we understand victory over sin? One word, resurrection. And when you accept that gospel, when you are willing to humble yourself and admit, I'm not living according to the word of God. Yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I have committed iniquity and transgressions. And therefore, right now, I am confessing that as sin and believing that Yeshua, that is Jesus of Nazareth, he died upon that cross to pay fully for all of my sins. I'm inviting him into my life. And what will God do? Well, through that faith in the gospel, you are going to be brought into a new covenant. And that new covenant, so we learn in the book of Jeremiah in chapter 31, God has promised us not to remember our sins. He has cast them as far as the east is from the west. We are forgiven and we are eternally forgiven. And we have that promise and God cannot lie. What does he promise? That we will be resurrected. We're going to have that victory over death. We're going to have kingdom life, not just for a while. We demonstrate kingdom life as long as we're in this body. But when we die, we are going to experience everlasting life with Messiah in his kingdom. Initially, in the kingdom of heaven, then in the millennial kingdom, and then ultimately will be there forever and ever and ever in the final state of the kingdom of God, which is called the new Jerusalem. I love that term, the new Jerusalem. Do you realize the word Jerusalem talks about inheriting and we're inheriting the fulfillment of God's will, his promises, and his blessings. Don't live a defeated life. Don't be oppressed and attacked by unclean spirits. You can know freedom, but there's only one way to have freedom. And that's through faith in the message of that gospel that focuses in on the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Messiah, Jesus. Only through him are you going to experience eternity with God in his kingdom. Won't you make that right decision now? Mm -hmm. 
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.